Uh, what's going on, guys? This is No Political Genius. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Shakima. Kima. Yeah, girl, little mo. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Get that> note. <laughs> I wanted to end with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> I always throw a little. You know, I have a really hard time when people sing bad notes. Listen, then you don't want to be around me because all so I do upset. is sing bad notes. I get so so like Doug, he'll be singing and he'll be singing like it'll be a church song, like oh, thing, like just something happy. And I'm like, babe, you, you know that sounds bad, right? He'll be like, no. So anyway, what do you? What advice do you have for people that can't sing that love to sing? Don't. Because <laughs> I'll be blowing your song away. That'd be, like be, be like if I started being a nurse on a Tuesday just for fun. And you'd be like, oh, that's not No, no, I'm not so actually sing professionally, but like, I want to do karaoke. I want to just sing out loud because I love music. I just can't yeah, sing it. I can't. I can't that is people like, if I had a voice like yours, I'd be singing all the time. And I'm like, no. Yes. People that sing, I say that I really sing all day. But So I got some crazy stuff to talk to y'all about today. Um, Let's do it. It's going to be a little bit touchy, but, you know, it's no political genius, so we're allowed to do that, right? Yep. That's Question man. number one. Can a Christian walk into a mosque? Technically? Mm-hmm. No. Literally? I don't think so. I think you have to, like, because, first of all, I can't even walk in the same Masjid or mosque as my husband. It's it's so many different parameters, but mm -hmm. I guess it depends on whoever the imam is over. You have to like take your shahada before you even allowed to even like you can't just like with church you can just What's yeah. The imam? That's like the preacher, okay. the person that's over it. So you can't just walk and talk about yeah I'm, like it don't work like that. You got to take your shoes off. It's real sacred. That's why even when I walked, I was like we're gonna take our shoes off just out of respect. Everything is out of respect. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, it's like a whole different level of. It's like... Well, what's a shihada? Shihada is almost like how in Christianity you get baptized mm -hmm. or like you profess your faith. Mm -hmm. Shihada is just like where you just... Prof it's a profession of faith. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So but you can't just like wake up. Yes. This to it's only difference to me mm -hmm. is that you don't have no choir. <laughs> you mm -hmm. don't have nobody that's singing. But the way they sing, if you listen to something like, how did they hit that note? It's kind of like but, chamber music, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not like as emotional as I would say Pentecostal or Apostolic holiness, with, which I come from. But because I've grown up in church, it's just like for me to honestly make this change, which I did when I was in high school, but I didn't know what I was doing back then. So for me to make that actual change a couple of years ago, which I wanted to discuss on R&B Divas, but they said that was too much. Oh, wait a second. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Like, this didn't just well, happen. That breaks my heart. Yep. They said it was too much. And see, you wasn't there when we were filming that time in the studio. We were about to have prayer. And there's a such thing as corporate prayer. There's some people that were there that were Buddhists from before. Some people were mm -hmm. Christians. Some people didn't even believe in God. And then there were some people that were so churchy, they thought they were holier than thou, but had more hell going on in their life than everybody. That's how it but is. That's how, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and be at peace. And I was pregnant at that time, so I wanted to make sure I was at double peace. But they were about to have prayer because it was so much discord and disconnection going on. And then this person said, Mo doesn't want to pray with us, right? Because she's Muslim now. And then I walked out and I called my husband. I said, now nah, this bitch done tried it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. Now you became, I didn't mean to go there, but yeah. damn, I, I, I don't really know why this subject hits me right in my heart. Mm. When you know, because you have a background in like Christianity, like for real, for real. Like, not, yeah, like my not like. My father's a bishop, my mom's an evangelist, my grandfather 
was Reverend Richard M. Loving, Central Islip, he had Faith, what is it, uh, Lord, what's the name of his church? Faith Missionary Baptist. Faith Missionary Baptist mm -hmm. Church, street, like, my family is a big church. Where we came in church. Yeah. And I was just, so for me to take this step, I think people saw it coming, but they didn't expect me to announce it to the world. There are a lot of people who I see who stay garbed up or stay, you know, with the hijab, but I do tell, it. Tell, tell me what a hijab is. Hijab is just a Muslim garment, honestly. It's just like with the kimar and the, you know, the overgarment and you stay covered. But I'm always with my husband. So I'll say, can I, or, you know, I get permission. The reason why I get this separated because my job is a little more, I realize a lot of people are afraid of women yeah, covered. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I thought this was a beautiful thing, but a lot of people. And so honestly, why do, why do they, why do you why cover? Do you cover? Yeah. Not only is it sacred and it's just like a woman covered is like the most beautiful thing to Allah, which means God. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow, if you can cover and be beautiful, some people wear the burqa where you just see their yeah. eyes. Then there's some people who cover, you don't I see be, nothing. I went to, mm -hmm. When I went to um, Abu Dhabi, I remember seeing women Covered and yeah. their eye makeup was more lit than any. Yeah, that joint be crazy. That yes. kajal, whatever that stuff yeah. they use, that thing be lit. But it's a lot of people. Then there's, I realize there's a lot of people who cover and underneath that cover is sin. So it's mm. just like, are you covering? Just like any other covered? religion, yeah. It's real because mm. when I was in um like apostolic holiness, they used to us wear skirts all the way down to your ankles mm. and wear cover this up and wear a cloth over your head. And a lot of people do what when we used to wear pants. Oh, you can't. When we go to assembly, you can't wear no That's pants. That's how my mother was. Mm -hmm. What we were like that, and then I just seeking after peace because I was just like, you know what? I know there's a God, and I do believe that you know Jesus is super cool, and you know. But I didn't want to just say his name when I was about to get in a car accident or was, mm. when, when I'm geez, or just like, there's so many people who use his name in vain and so many things that I saw in Christianity and most of the hate and hurt that I received came from church. And I said, wait a minute, this isn't, this just don't feel right. My father was a pastor. Oh, wow. My ex-husband was a minister. two wives and... What? Two wives. Wives or two, one? Well, he married... Divorced and then married again, okay. and then had two baby mothers. My mother, a baby mother. Wow. He had two kids. So even so, church for me was like kind of real confusing. Right. Growing up, because I felt like it was more of a punishment. Hmm. Like yeah. when my mother sent me to my father's house, it was like, oh, you're going over there because you're not listening. So right. he's gonna take you to church. And then he committed so much sin that is like, how do you even take this serious? So he sat and did all the right things to get the money. Wow. Yeah. He he has he never took care of his kids. Yeah. So I kinda have like I have a relationship with God, but minister. my own he he was a pastor. Like wow. he had the, the the teeth in his hats, like back in the day pastors used to have. Oh, like yeah. he was real Wait, sharp. No, no, what what does that mean? It's just like I think real almost... sharp, the old school pastors that were like dressed to a T. Like so and then they had a hat, the suits, the suits okay. but then it they like the ones that were actually getting funded, hmm. they had it, it was like more of an expensive look. So oh. you had like the little teeths in the hat, kind of look the Cadillacs. He had it all, but he didn't. He he said the word, but he didn't live by it. My dad actually, he's one that lives by it. He speaks it, mm -hmm. and I believe like out of this, I think there's like a handful of people that are real. I've seen so much, and honestly, all the sin that I've learned to commit was from church people, yeah. from drinking to fornication to. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything. Whatever, like, whatever is a quote unquote sin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but then was that was like thing. I was saying, like the lady that was criticizing you, when you clicked on her page, everything was God. 
Yeah. God, 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 God. Fear no but man but God. I'm like, do you really fear God? Because if you did, you wouldn't say those things. So my you, experience, exactly. Yeah. My experience with church was absolutely beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. From from the beginning, right? Because then when I got older, the first man that I fell in love with was an absolutely awful person. But I loved to go any. If my mother was going to church from Monday to Friday, I would bring my homework. I wanted to hear the music. I wanted to meditate, I wanted to sing. I just wanted to do anything that was in church. Yeah. And as a little girl, I had a really bad temper. Like, I would knock the shit out of you and leave you for dead. Like, if you mess with me, you was getting the left. Like, it was, I was, because I, my, my mother taught me, if somebody comes for you, you hit them back. Yeah. She was from the projects. And I, <laughs> so being raised in Long Island, she still had that project mentality, but she raised me in Long Island. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know not to come for your neck if you said something crazy. Mm -hmm. So I remember one time, Beating the crap out of somebody and leaving them in the locker. I, yeah, I was I was angry. You know, when I was, I was total the total opposite. You was a good I kid. Well, well, I was like, I'm not gonna hit you because God is gonna get them and they're gonna <laughs> die. I used to be praying like God strike them down. And when people wasn't dying, I was like, wait a minute, you can't sick, you can't do God like that. You be like that. that. I was in third grade, but then so when I got saved, you know how people say I got saved, but like when I got saved. At nine years old, I mm. needed Jesus. Like, you know how, Damn. like, you hear somebody at 25 say, oh, I came to my wits in and I was on drugs and all crack. <laughs> and I came to, I was nine. Yeah. And, and I was the nine-year-old. Like, not only was I that in school, but I didn't do well in school. I had ADD, so I was in, like, resource rooms sometimes because I just, I would have to stay after school to take tests. Like, I just wasn't a good student, and I had a temper. Anyway, so I'm saying that to say, like, for me, growing up, mm. I was bad, and God was my refuge. Oh, my God. I was so good till I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. Perfect attendance. I was good till I moved straight. to Far Rockaway. For real? That's crazy. And that was around 16? That was, no, that was in third grade. Oh, third grade. Okay. Oh, my God. They I made me so angel. angry. Like, I got the, I moved in the middle of a... The middle of the school year, which is always bad, and yeah. and it's hard to adjust because everybody formed their cliques, even in elementary school. Mm -hmm. So I remember like just gravitating to like the teacher. So now people are throwing stuff at me, calling me like the Teacher's teacher pet. pet. I never had a fight in my life, and then one person touched me, didn't realize how angry I could be until somebody put their hands on you, and then from there. I started fighting. Like my mother, yeah, my mother didn't let me go to schools within the boroughs because she like I can't trust that you can go to the school in the city and not get into a fight. I can't do that, and I can't travel to come get you. Once I got grown, that's when I wanted to fight everybody. Oh, this person, you all that anger came out. Is it crazy? Peace thing, and Mrs. Mrs. Because I could kick your ass. I could curse anybody out. Oh, I, I remember that. John Smith was my principal in junior high school. I would go and knock on his door and tell him the teacher. Like, the teacher wasn't telling him. I was telling him the teacher. Like, I ran when I was a young girl, like, playing pranks on the class and, and, and making the teacher stumble. In the, like, I remember one time, <laughs> I said, when the, when, the, when the large hand hits the 11 and the red hand hits the 12, right when that happens, everybody dropped their pencil on the floor. And everybody dropped their pencil on the floor. And put your hands down. And I was the only one smiling at the teacher, like, um, like just one of them little bad badass kids. kids. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I don't know if I would be called bad because I was a girl, and you know, girls get a you know pass. So they started to put me in programs like Urban League and Dare and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> put me in youth programs, and so I learned how to be a leader. 
So now, instead of being just bad, I was the captain of the pep squad. Still got all straight Fs, but I was the lead on the saxophone. I was in show choir. I was in everything. Mm -hmm. But good. a horrible, horrible student. That's correct. Horrible. I wouldn't have never yeah, thought. I yes. high school with a one point, uh, one point six average. Like I was a, I did, took the straight D's in high school. I was a terrible student. But anyway, for me, God was the savior of my life. Like okay. for real, for real. Like I didn't at curse eighteen years nothing. old, oh, yeah, I was terrible. Till I got out of high school. Wow. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I cursed. A I was so little. Every, I used but to my mother, she didn't. And see, I think a lot of times the parents nowadays, they so easy to defend their child, whether they're right or wrong, whether they know what's going on. My mother wasn't like that. My mother, I'm the total listen, I sent you to school. If a teacher has a problem with you, then that means that you're not doing your job because all you're supposed to do is sit there and learn. You was fired. No, my mother was on the teacher's side. Really? Yes, all the I'm time. I'm like this because my son, my eight year old, he was being bullied. He was coming home acting weird. Then one day he had like a breakdown. And what would hurt me was because I would have to leave so early, my father was taking him to school and he'd be like, like, as soon as I'm leaving DC to come back, imagine you hearing like somebody's messing with your kid. And I'm like, see, I shouldn't have took him out to Maryland school because when they're around the white kids, they're different. Okay. But now that he's around the black kids, it's the same yeah. type of curriculum. But black kids, I said, you know what it is? They ain't got no daddies at home. And I'm up there just <laughs> assessing. Yeah. And then I went in there and I found out, I told my son, and then my husband stood in front of the teacher. He was just like, first of all, what did you do and let somebody, if it's one thing to be a distraction, but you let somebody touch you, now you got a pocket. My husband told him, he said, when that boy come in, you're going to beat that boy ass every day yeah. when you come home. And I was like, oh, That's my God. And I was like, no, you can't be that way. And the teacher, I don't think it should. He said, he's going to beat that boy ass every day. Y'all <laughs> not going to put him out because we got some strings that we can pull. And if you don't beat his ass every day, he's going to be on punishment. And you're going to be on punishment. Don't you know, my son felt so empowered and they switched his class. The boy touched him, he punched him dead in the face. The boy never messed him again. He was like, oh my God, that's all it took. But I was like, now nah, you can't go around. Cause I was like, you have to be careful with these kids now. They have so much repressed anger and things they don't express themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what if he's mad about something? I said, because y'all gonna wake up a beast. I seen it happen to my sister and I seen it happen to so many people. Y'all gonna wake up a monster. And y'all gonna not gonna be able to put it to sleep. So if you're ready for that beast to be awakened, then y'all go ahead. I said, but right now it's my baby, but he's a boy. And I said, I gotta let him be a boy. Yeah. He ain't mess. He come home every day. Yeah, I have a great day in school. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my. But my other kids, my four year old, this boy messed with me in class, and I waited. And then yesterday he was standing on the chair, and I pulled the chair, and he hit his face. And I said, you better. He's a he's a thug. And but my one year old, he just punches people in the face and they sleep. I was quiet. <laughs> Until my first fight. <laughs> After that, forget about it. Turn. Everybody wanted to be my friend because now I want to fight. So Ain't that crazy? As yeah. soon as you lay one of them out, then they don't bother you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got to lay that them bullying out. That bullying thing is serious. And it serious. may not be, you know, with punching somebody in the face, but it might be with saying, you know what, you can't tell me what to do. But yeah. it's always easier to pick on the one that doesn't have a voice or not standing up for themselves. My son. Yeah. Until they stand up for themselves and then it's like, oh, damn, I didn't know you was that strong or yep. that mean or you know they become the little punk now yep today i wanted to kind of get into like the subject of acceptance right because like how i said like can a christian walk into a mosque right mm. that's more of like a, a sacred thing right it's like about a, yeah. more about respect you don't just come in here to look around and take pictures yeah you come in here because this is something that you respect uh -huh. the question is sin Nigga, there's a whole bunch of sins that I wouldn't do, that I would do if I wasn't saved. 
You feel me? I always joke. I always say, if I wasn't safe, I'd be a stripper. I think nudity is fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love to dance, and I love great music. Like, I would be on lip hole. Wouldn't even be no questions. You telling me I could make money from dancing naked? Like, the same thing I do in my house, I could get Like, I can make $10,000 right now? So, but Sometimes I'll be feeling like, listen, I need to go start tomorrow. Cause, so, right, hello? So, so my thing is, is... I'm not going to decide if I love somebody because they want to live that lifestyle. I'm going to be like, girlfriend, I would do the same thing. But then there's some people but that's on that pole that don't need to be on there. I know. Just yeah. like seeing people that say We just, we just went to a strip club maybe two weeks ago, and I'm like, anybody can be a stripper. Night. I'm done. Now it's so many people that are stripping, I'm just like, y'all just doing it because just you think it's best. It was people, now it's to the point where it's back degraded. It used to be a sensual art and be like, oh, you take, you'd be like, okay, and then I you get you. and then you. That. But these girls were crawling on the floor Flo picking up money. Yes. And I was like, I was stepping on people's hands and I was like, oh my God, so a person down there. And they was like, they're so, these things like, yo, these bitches is thirsty. I said, and I'm like, either wow. I just, I just got too grown or it's just not the way it used to be. To see, like be back fun. in the day, you would see a stripper and everything about her you'd just be in love with because she would just be so sexy and so beautiful. She was the perfect image in our mind at that moment. The strippers now, First of all, their bodies they, is not even on point. This one bitch just had a baby. The baby, the baby, the umbilical cord. <laughs> bitch, I smell your blood, bitch. The point of I can't know what on everything. I'm not lying. And what I was trying to say. Somebody grandmoms is out there. <laughs> Spattering the change. I'm like, what, what I'm trying they to like say. They like little roaches. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. To say, my goal is that. Yo. There's a whole bunch of different stuff you could be doing. Yeah. Because there's sins of omission and commission if we're going to take it to Christianity. The ones that you know about that you willingly commit. And then the ones that you go, like, oh, shoot, I didn't even know I did that. So oh, you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So just like with Islam, you're supposed Everybody's to say sorry every day. Yeah. For you late, like right now, every second of the day, you be like, oh, my God, I forgot to. Because they have us that we supposed to pray. And I'm like, oh, God, I forgot. I've, honestly, I've been slipping because I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. But technically, if we get down to it, you're supposed to be so heavenly and so focused on God that none of this stuff is supposed Does to it. permeate your realm. Mm -hmm. So you're so focused on God. And say, you're so, say it again, say it again. You're supposed to be so focused on God. Yeah, that it's, nothing should be able to permeate you. No nothing sin. Like and no nothing. nothing. Like you if somebody says something about you, you're supposed to be so like Gandhi. Like, mm -hmm. okay, that's what's up. That's a, that's a Muslim thing. That's like supposed to be a human thing. A human mm -hmm. thing. Because like with Christianity, sins of omission and commission, the ones that you commit that drink and smoke and fornication, whatever they say, that's under the sin checklist or mm -hmm. bowl, uh -huh. but then there's the ones that when you don't pray or you don't give the homeless person a dollar or you don't, oh, you forgot to apologize or you offended somebody you didn't know. So those are the omission ones where you're like, oh man, I forgot. Mm -hmm. Or where you don't follow the Ten Commandments, that should not kill, that should not steal, mm -hmm. that should not, all of this, all of that. Or where you don't like pray before you eat or where you don't wash your hands. Like, and for so real though? If you stay prayed up, you're saying. Yeah, if you stay so separated from what we consider normal, then you're supposed to be like, like almost like a mom. Okay, wait, wait. I'm gonna say this real fast. You know how I talk about meditation all the time, and I always say, well, I meditate throughout the day, and I just try and stay in a meditative space. Mm -hmm. That is so that a lot of the stuff that's out in the world don't affect me. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I think that if I wasn't in that meditative state as often as I am, and I'm not saying that I'm always there, but it is where I try to live mm -hmm. on a daily basis regularly, mm -hmm. then I would have been affected by what people said about me, you know, 
with the inauguration and i would have been affected with what people said about us on on a tv show and i, I mm-hmm. would i would i'd be i would be walking around devastated mm-hmm. but still i think that what's missing in general mm-hmm. is friendship amongst regular ass people yeah, yeah that people, don't even exist anymore you know what is it that people see because i have friends like my friend that i grew up with that came to the show mm-hmm. my dad grew up with her mom in central life so i grew up with her and we've been friends for since the fifth grade. Wow. So to find those people, and when they told us that Girl Scouts make new friends, keep the old, one is silver and the others go. But when I was in the Girl Scouts, I quit because they used to call me brownie and nigger and yeah. Why they do that? Yeah, <laughs> she said, why so they do that? And, then, and I was like, I don't want no damn cookies. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, we used to live in Medford, so wherever it was, it was like out there. The yeah. The so inward on everything. They used to call me chocolate milk. Yes. I've oh. never been around black people. This is the most I've been around black people in my life. It's crazy. And my dad's military, so we've always moved, moved around. around. But we weren't rich, but my parents, like, my mom has always been a school teacher, so it was just a certain level. My mom's from the South Bronx. My dad's from Central Lights of Long Island. So it, we've never, like, when I had How to be around black people, have? one sister, two brothers. Oh, so okay. it was always two girls, two boys. So... It's crazy that how, I guess, ghetto I'm supposed to be because I've mm-hmm. never been around that in my life. Mm-hmm. So I picked that up from social media. You said how ghetto you supposed to be. Yeah, that, <laughs> because people say, you ghetto, you loud, you rich. I say, you know that's an act, right? I really don't act like that. Mm-hmm. That I'm really scared. When people be loud like that, that scares me. I'll cry. I'll be like, why is she acting like that? But I hate for somebody to be louder than me. Yeah, that's true, Mo. You do cry. I do. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I be like, bitch, you must be out your motherfucking mind. You don't talk to me like that. I'm Chris and Michelle. Even if they don't know. But you know when I get turned. When I feel like I have a Napoleon complex really bad, because I always think it's me against the world, because I'm like, okay, I know everybody in here don't like me, and they don't even know me. Then when they get to know me, they're like, oh my God, look, shit, you heavy. But it's just like I always walk in the situation defensive, but I was like, you can't be that way, Mo. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to like you. Nobody mm-hmm. owes you anything. Nobody cares. So you just got to have to get over, get over it. The way I walk in the room, the way I approach situations, because technically, I used to curse everybody out on social media. It was me versus colleges. What? I posted on social media. I said, you I have was a large following too. But people love the fact that I'll be going, I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'll be on the toilet. I'll never sit like right here with you guys and be telling somebody else. It's always like, oh God, like we got a two hour ride. Okay, let me see what somebody says. Oh, bitch, you're hella crazy. Well, bitch, you looked. I won. Mm-hmm. Go. Because I know, like, that's how, when I get around Cat Williams, when I get around Red Grant, when I get around everybody that I consider friends, we snap on each other. Like, nigga, you got on them civil rights. Like, when Missy Elliott, what? That's all we used to do to the point people, we used to snap on people. People used to want to fight us. We'd be like, all right, we got to chill. That's all we do. Me and my homie Big Chuck, Bink, the producer that's doing all the Rick Ross stuff. That's all we do. Like, I see you with that old sister Clastine wig on. Like, pull her forward. Like, mm. like, we just go all day. So when somebody takes it serious, mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait a minute. Doesn't everybody know I'm joking? This is what we do? Yeah. Like, this is how we make friends be like, uh, you know, we started off acting like, like Martin. People, I feel like people don't want to take any They time. mad at the wrong one. They're too serious. I feel, like, I feel like they don't want to take no time like the to get joke. to know a different yeah. type of person. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I don't think I'm nothing like most of the people who I love the most. Like, Chanel, one of my closest friends, 
I hope she not listening to this. But she's loud. She punch, <laughs> she punches her fist into her hand when she gets mad. She talks real loud. She um she she curses. She wears <laughs> booty shorts. Like I bought her like sequin booty shorts. She wear them with like stilettos. I'll be so like, scared. She is my favorite. Oh my god, I love her. But I think that's just. <laughs> but like, I would never do any of the that. The opposite stuff. attract type of thing. Is like it? I'm trying to think. Who you have to, like, you have to be to get to know her. Yeah, it's, I was just about to say that you have yeah. to get to know because, like, even me and my best friend, mm-hmm. we're we're so much alike. Like the cracking on people, we cut ass all day. We, be, we will listen if it's we will go. We laugh at funerals. Yes. Be like, look at that dentist. Don't even look like yourself. He dead as hell. Now. I swear, I swear, like, I swear. Hold on, let me tell you how this is. You brought up a funeral. And God rest her soul. My mother, my mother passed away last year. Oh my God. Let's take it. Let's not do the sad part. Let's do the okay. funny part. So, in the hood black families, there's always crackheads in your family. All the time, there's always crackheads. You know, you always have those family members that just get up and just do what they want to do. Always three minutes. Now, I love my aunts. I love them. But one of my aunts get up and she's like, because my sister would want me to sing this. And I'm like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. No, like, don't do this because mommy wouldn't have wanted you You to do this. this. Now you're lying. Mm -hmm. So I'm crying. But then at the same time, when I hear her get up and I'm like, nah, she's not about to do this. Did she take his eyes on the spur? No, she made up her own song. Ah! So I'm my out. best friend, she's standing on the side and I got my head down. And she don't, she like, is this bitch laughing or crying? Because all you, all I can do is laugh. Like, she gonna get up here and embarrass us. She's like, Sarah. <laughs> Just like how I sound right now. Okay? And I sound horrible. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's like, yeah, she wanted me to do this. And I'm like, she's like, yo, I don't know if I should laugh at your eyes over there or not. Like, this is your mom's funeral. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was, that's what made it easier to get through. Because it is something that, you know, we took a, a big loss losing my mom's. I don't know what I would do if I lose my mom. Listen, you like, can't even imagine. I don't, that that's a type of pain. I've been through some pain. Yeah. But... Like to see you sit here, and that's why I was just like, when you said my mom passed, I just like immediately my heart fell away. I'm just like, oh my God. Listen, I try, I think I block it out more so than anything at this point. Like, don't even try to think about it because I will ever go through like losing my mother. Y'all not gonna do this to me. But the reality is, is that we don't know, but everybody has a day. You don't think that you're gonna be able to get through it? I remember getting up, going back to work because now I'm letting my bills pile up on me. And I was lonely. For one time in life, I felt lonely. Who am I now that my mother's not here? Like, you know, because 30 years of my life, I knew who I was because she was always there to, no matter what, she was always there to be by my side, never judge me through the ups and downs, like, you know, she was always there, and now I'm stuck in this world by myself. And that's the thing, like, the person that's always the toughest always deal with that? the the most demons. I be hating that. Do you t- get tired of being strong all yes, the damn time? You really do. People like, you're so strong. I be like, I don't want to be strong yes. all the damn time. God. That's a tough one to think about, too, like strength. 
And they just, like, when they told us, you know, she had cancer, they gave us a lot of faith. Wow. We put too much faith in doctors' hands. I just think as society, period, we, these, they tell us, oh, do this surgery, do this chemo, you good. Yeah. We gonna make it through. When that medicine has stopped working and none of those, they don't have the solution, you put all your faith in this doctor who just, all he did was take these books and read it. And he's diagnosing her with what he thinks will help her and get through. And that's why they call it a practice. Yeah. And then they give you a certain time frame on when somebody can live. And they die in a matter of six days. God. My mother was up, active. She had cancer, but you know, every six months, oh, she's good. She, um, I think more so I'm more angry at myself because I feel like, what more could we have done? I know that she's not the only person who feels that way though. Cause I've heard so many, like my, I've heard so many people, like when somebody passes, they say, I did the wrong thing, or I shoulda did it like this, or like I even heard Scooby, we got a friend named Scooby who we just saw earlier, mm -hmm. like who felt like maybe, cause he was in charge at the end, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you have the, you're in charge of, if it's time to pull a plug or whatever, it's like up to you, or like my mom and her sisters with my grandmother, like nobody ever feels like they did enough when something doesn't go the way you plan. I think for me, knowing how strong my mother was my whole life, she looked at me and asked me why. When everything got rough in the house, she always looked for me to come up with some type of solution. I didn't have one for her. And you feel like part of it was... I just feel like... <clears throat> She faced death head on. And imagine just being like a normal person. And they tell you, you don't have but six months or a year to live. Because, you know, sometimes we, we grow old. And you don't, like, I'm 31. I don't feel 31. I still feel like just a mature 20-year-old. Like, you, the time frame. So for, my, for, for me and my mother... Like I, I tried to, I tried not to take too much into it at the time because it wasn't about me and my feelings. It was about being strong for her. But I, I battled with that because like, who wants to face death? <clears throat> like, what happens after? You know, she, she didn't want to die, and we wasn't ready for her to die. And cancer is so broad now. It seems like it. My father yeah. just had cancer too. My mother had a heart. Like everybody gets. Oh, it's it's like, always it's something. So yeah, my my sister. She was like, "Oh yeah, I just wanted to let you know. They said they're gonna take this out because if not, then it might be." I'm like, "You just you just texting me this." I'm like, "Wait, you just texting me this is as if this isn't devastating news." Oh no, I gotta go have surgery in a couple of weeks, but I'll be. I'm like, "Yo, bro, yeah, you're thirty, you're thirty something, early thirty years old. What are you Small, talking about?" Like, like you know what I'm saying? Active, I had a girl I went to school with. Who died That'll devastate cancer. your whole family. Yeah, and I feel like we saw my a friend. She died of cervical cancer. She was like thirty-five yeah. and had three kids. We know once she go, her mom was taking care of them, but he's like, we know it's a lot. Their fathers wasn't in their life. It was like, oh god, like how can this happen? And everybody that promises, oh, we're gonna make sure everything's no, okay. You don't. As soon as she passed, 
Them kids were like left to raise themselves. People, My sister always people steps People are in so. She has everybody in her house. Wait a minute. You're not talking about the lady who just had a baby. Not her. Okay. It was a um. It was like a couple of years ago, about five years ago. Everybody go back to their own life. Yeah. And you just stuck. And they always people always say, if you need me for anything, call and, me. And then you just like, all right, let me call. And they just like, child, you know what? I really can't. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I, that's why I don't ask nobody for I don't anything. Ask nobody. Yeah. That's why when people, even with this situation that happened a couple of days ago. It's just like, I'm so used to getting over stuff. Honestly, when I walked out that door, like my body used to be so stressed and so depressed. I was like waiting for that. I was like, you know what? I'm cool. They, you don't have anything to say to us? I said, no, I don't. Yeah, because I was going to quit this bitch. But now I get a couple of benefits and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I get to move on. I don't have to stress and be like, God, I got to sit in here and listen. Let me tell you all the stuff I dealt with. I watch people be sexually harassed. I watch females and people sit up here and say, oh, I'm not getting paid. I feel like my gift is being overlooked, and they got me working and doing this. and do-. Then tell them. Mm-hmm. Why are you telling me? But people always feel that I'm so cool, and I listen. And that's all people want. So I be sitting back there, like, texting. I was like, oh, my God. Like, these motherfuckers is getting on my nerves. <laughs> They're draining my spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, nigga, I'm little Mo. I don't have to deal with this. And they was like, no, because you don't come in here. You don't act like... And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have to start acting like that because y'all are draining my spirit. I was to the point... I was drained. Mm-hmm. It's, I was getting excruciating headaches. And once I get to that point, I'm just like, you know what? I can't do this because I'll, I'll be more hurt than I'll be helped because then mm-hmm. I'll start acting like a... Get away from me. Y'all got to deal with me. Now y'all can't be around me. I can't... Mm-hmm. Everybody out. Then I start acting like that, and Spirits I don't want to be that. So they true. are. Like, it don't matter you, what religion. Yes. I know what they are. I know yeah. who's dealing with so many different. I'm like, keep that over Something, there. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm. You can't pass. And sometimes more. certain things happen in in our lives to shake us up. Like, I've never. I've since younger. Like, I've been on my own for a long time because I felt like me and my mother always bump heads. Mm. She had this thought on how. If you were outside past eight o'clock, only thing that was open was legs. So <laughs> you're not going yes. outside. Yes. But it was like, she well, learned, though. I mean, yeah, but then it was like the whole boy girl thing. Cause my younger brothers or older brothers mm. all got to stay out later than me cause they was a boy. Yeah. It is a boy. Or if they a... had an argument, it was heard because they was a boy and I was a female. Did you get Boys into stuff always when get all the, the like, plus. Was you, was you... Little risque when you was younger, or what did it happen when you got older, or did it? Ever oh happen? no, I was. So yeah, cause when the kinky part come in, wait a second. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we. Yeah. Like, when did you did you ever become? You know what? When did you sort of get in touch with that side of yourself? I was molested when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it, it when turned. When you say because everybody got a different age time. I was eleven. Mm-hmm. So, so old enough to understand. Yeah, yeah, understand. And there's wrong. always that with that, you could either become promiscuous or you could become sheltered. Mm-hmm. There's never no in between. Mm-hmm. So I sheltered, and and some people they just just go for me. Yeah. I think it was more so just craving attention from anyone outside of the person that was doing it to me because wow. he was like <clears throat> a nasty fat man. So it was like, okay, if I could get attention from boys my age, then... So I know I, I seem like the freak, but it's, it's levels to everything. <laughs> like, you know, I'm open with my sexuality. I'm not, like, I'm really open because I feel like it's something that people do. I don't have nothing to hide. Well, I can say I'm a freak, you're... but I love my husband. But I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. I used to be a freak 
And I used to be not everybody's freak, but I had in my previous relationship, my previous marriages, it was open. Mm -hmm. And I said that was out of pocket. What does it mean to have open marriage? What is it exactly? Out of pocket. It was just like, okay, he cheated. Now, some people they have an agreement where it's just like, well, we'll mess around and and then we'll come home, but we sit down. And I said, it's no way. They have that TV show um, with making good 10 dates or something. Whatever. They making it like allowed. But I want to know specifics because there's somebody who's listening who never had an open relationship. And they hear the term, they might be in, you know, a, a city where that's not like a... It's differences. Exactly See, with mine, mine was just out of pocket because it was like, oh, he cheated. Okay, now I'm going to cheat. Okay, yeah. so basically, it was basically that y'all was allowed it was like to get back. sexual. We wasn't allowed. I was just, is it, it wasn't allowed. See, or? it wasn't. But so then it was just it was like, because we did things together. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, oh, okay. So now you up there texting. Okay. So that's what you're doing. Watch what I'm going to do. And every time this nigga go for a dunk, you're going to have to know that that nigga is fucking your wife. And I told him straight like that. Because he was like, are you messing around? Yes. Can you handle this truth? You don't have to go around smelling my underwears and trying to send somebody follow me around. I'll tell you where I'm going to be at. So how did he take the honesty? He dealt with it. Because he knew what he, he was dealing with. She wasn't on my level. And I was like, why did you do that? Because I love Okay. And then I was just like, you know what? This is not good. We can't yeah, have a house like that. So then I got into a second marriage because I was already pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Lord, he a minister of music. I don't want him to get sat down from the church. They're going to kick him out. And then this and that. And I was just like, I knew I shouldn't have married that one. But I did because the church says, if How you don't want you. How many years was y'all married? I was 12 years a slave. Six for the first one. Six <laughs> for the second one. Six. Six each. Six each. Six feet. <laughs> he got out of pocket, and I got out of pocket. And it was just like. Six is not a long time. When you. When in the scheme of like. Um, yeah, actually, like when people. I was with them for 100 years, and, yeah. and then he had a whole other family. But it's like when when you add it all up, it's six years. I was like so young. Old. But but it's it still a lot of time because it's just like years though. No, like my whole my, little mo life was married. A lot of times people she like earlier we was talking and she said and I don't even think people knew that they did. A lot of times when we talking she she'll say people that's think cool. I'm a dinosaur and because once you pass thirty five that's what they said. But they only gonna think that if you say I was married three times. And each, like the way you say, it, I would think you was married for fifteen years when the first no, six married, each, and I'd be like twenty two years. And it, but then it's just like crazy because my whole little mo life. All right, so when I started little, that was like in 1998. So just think, that's almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So like literally in 2001. So by the time my my career started flourishing and people started realizing who I was, I was married. And I was just like, oh God, the year that Aaliyah passed. I feel like you think more people, and this might be touchy. I feel like you think more people know about your personal life than actually do. But they think they do, according to the internet. So you're yeah, about, but you they think like you have a hundred baby fathers. I was like, no, I was married. <laughs> your paycheck is always the bottom line. That's true. So you can say, Chrisette is fat. Chrisette has on a wig. How much did I get paid to be fat? That's in the story. Good night. You can chop now. Just shut everybody. That's down. So my thing with you, Mo, is mm. when I look at you, mm. when I listen to you, when I watch you, I'm never thinking she was married three times. Yeah. Those thoughts are never going through my mind. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot, I can recount every hit, but I can't recount every dude. But I, for the people yeah. who say that they hate me on the internet or 
they were like, bitch, you got fired from a job and you got all those kids. I was like, but they were never under that health but plan. Like, how, it's many, just like, how many followers do you have on Instagram? 599,000 or 600,000. How six many thousand. comments do you get on each Instagram post? I probably get more comments than likes, but that insight, if we say 17,000 people plus be peaking. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. a thousand? Yeah. Out of 600,000 people, not even 1% leave comments. That's true. And half of those comments aren't even bad. That's I'm true. just saying, I, 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 I'm not trying the to The ones that always level. make the blogs are be somebody ones. saying something crazy, and I'm mm. just like... The only reason they make blogs is because you respond to them. That true. is true. You give that to them. True. Because mm-hmm. if it was up to you, all I need from you is a dope-ass photo... Uh, I'm the shit in the caption and keep it moving after that. But I say that when I see celebrities respond. And you see how she sees it? That's crazy. Because sometimes, you know what's crazy? Some of the people, I won't know them, but they'll know people that I know. And I'll be like, are they trying? They be like, nah, nah, nah. They just be. And I be seeing people's baby mothers and wives on there. Your family making a blog about you. They did? With the inauguration. What are you talking about? They came out and. So a cousin came out. Is it a real cousin? Because you know everybody your cousin. Everybody's my cousin. Everybody's I'm Michelle. Michelle. I don't know. So I don't know. I, I didn't <laughs> do that much. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't do that much investigating on who she right, was. But it one, made the blog. One, I didn't notice. And what's the name of the blog? And did I get paid more than it's worth? Is the bottom line. Hello. People. That's you the bigger understand. picture. You do. You gotta understand my 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 bills is still paid. But you know what? One thing with me is but I you know, know you how to get that thing jumping. I'm not even trying to be rude. Yeah. My point is, it's just the reality. You're not in though. charge. Yeah, that's true. You're not in charge. That's true. You're not so you. I still own my business. Like my mom, I can still pay for whatever my mom asked me. But I can still hold my brothers down. My little brothers, cause like a comment. Are you serious? But people think that that's the equivalent to saying it to your face, and I be trying yeah, to tell people it's not. Like it's not. Cause they're and not then, gonna say it to you. But face. then the, the other gotcha part of it too is like when you're in radio and when you're like I do a lot of hosting and stuff like that. A lot of people. I'm known as a personality. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people thought that that was my only job. I'm like, no, duh. That's just something I do from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. while my kids at school. This is what I do to go breathe and be like, okay, this is what happened. Okay, I can't hang with this person. This movie coming out. I, I, it's like my current events. It's almost like going to college. I considered mm-hmm. that my going to school. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right, let me let me listen to music. What's going on? Let me, let me hear what's the sound of music. Let me see how people are acting. Because they used to have... PR people that you were hired to create a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never been a PR stunt. I'm like, this is fake. This person not even built like that. What are they arguing for? Because they'll get the shit knocked out of this bitch a thought. Like, <laughs> like I knew that whole team. And it's just like, you know what? It's a gift and it's a curse. Because then I would have to deal with the people like, Mo, you said this. And you hurt this person feeling like, but they said this about me. How is that hurting their feelings? It, I'm not going to say it to their face. Chances are they're not going to even ever meet me in real life. And if they do. My thing with you is I want to see you make a million dollars analyzing social behaviors among celebrities. That's what, you know what? And I really, I, have, I know, but I, I didn't bring it, but I was just like, let's, let's talk about Chris Brown because everybody knows I'm the T of the mm-hmm. show. But I've seen Chris Brown from the time he was like 14 and a half with Tina Davis up until now. To me, there's nothing wrong with him. I just think that when you have that much money mm-hmm. and you have that much influence, you have that much power. But at the same time, it's just like he loves his mother, but he saw her abused. Mm-hmm. So 
it, so how do you balance that out? So that's all he knows. And then they charge him with stuff. I'm just like, yo, this is a kid who used to, I saw him at the studio at V103 in Atlanta. We were at Greg Street show. He was playing his song, Run It. And Tina was like, this is my new artist. And I sat there, he said, I was like, oh my God, that joint is hot. You said, he said, thank you, ma'am. Ma'am. What happens when a kid sees their mother abused? That's what I don't know. That kind of trauma is, especially at a young age. I believe the way he loves his mom, like the way my son Justin loves me, he adores me. My son Jonah, he protects me. My son Tui, he admires. Like each son of mine That's has a different, but the way my son Justin loves me, like he'll, if I tell him at eight years old, go kill them, he would do it. Yeah, I think like that everybody- He's so protective, yes. I think that- a, He's a protector. Uh, kind of a, a little bit do rub off on the kids. So Chris Brown finding out that, you know, his stepfather, was his, it was I his believe stepfather, he's, right? And I believe he saw some so, of the Yeah, abuse. so I think that, but yeah. you kind of lead into the same ways too, because you don't know how to really deal with the emotions that's going on in your mind or you don't understand it, or it just seems normal. I always wonder why I was so wayward, but my parents were so perfect. Like my parents did That's how it seems like right. to my parents. I didn't never thought they argued until they got old. I was like, oh, y'all just old. And I'd be like, Jake, you didn't turn off the thing. Well, you didn't turn off the thing. The thing. <laughs> They're free now. They're like normal I stuff. never saw my parents, or I never heard them curse. Yeah. I never saw them drink, smoke, mm -hmm. anything. I was like, y'all are so perfect, and they are so not. And now they'll show me their flaws, and I'm just like, wow, like that's crazy. Like, but, but isn't that part of like kind of being a parent too, though? Just being human. But isn't that a part of being married? When you out in the streets, you're not, yeah, supposed, you're to, not supposed to. The way people talk to their but I think husbands that's the problem and wives now, now is different. Like everything is so publicized, everything is so glamorized. Everybody everything. be peeking. Yeah. There be times we go out and people have tried to like do little things, or like we'll be standing and I tell my husband, please don't walk away, because soon as you walk away, it's gonna turn. Hey, can I take a selfie? He be like, well, I gotta go to the bathroom. We here. I'll, I'll go to the bathroom with you. You can't mm -hmm. do that. Just stand right here. Trust. Me. Soon as he leaves. I'm like, oh my God, like why people touch me? I literally, like, see, every time you leave, I start to sweat oh, and I'll be like, oh my God. I'm like, please come back and get me. I'm calling, where are you at? Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm coming back. I'm like, I'm over here, I'm I have sweating. I call mm -hmm. photo shoot and target aisle six. That's what I have to call it as. Oh my God. Maybe it's a photo shoot. Yes. Don't they wait until they step literally, to the side? I'm talking about it's, the moment he walks. I'm just like, they're, it's like I can feel the breath. On me, and as soon as he says, I'll, it's like they're reading. I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. As soon as he says bathroom, they beeline to me, and Somebody I'm like, I don't come. mind taking a picture. But you might have been the woman, team blessed, that just said, "Bitch, when I see you, I'm gonna put my hand on you." And to me, if you touch me, you have to die. I don't believe it. Like, don't touch me. Like, please, yeah, or please don't like, don't try to attack. I've been attacked. I don't mind if women touch from me, a man. But I, I was gonna say, but so, sometimes yeah. men you have to be get though. too touchy feely to put your hands. Yes, on don't put body. your hand as small mm -hmm. on my back. Yep. Well, don't, and then, then it goes lower and lower. Yeah, tomorrow oh, you got a fat ass. Now, let me see that ass from Superwoman. Don't. Because my my that, security has to say when I'm doing like don't um, touch. meet and greets, men, please keep your hands at your side. And sometimes men get an attitude, but I've been touched in a way that I shouldn't have been touched. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, I can't. But that's even it. like, you know, you guys are celebrities, but like regular people like me that, that go to the club. <laughs> I don't want you grinding up on me. Yeah. I hate that people feel like, oh. It's okay. I don't agree with 
people go into the club and all you do is this. this yeah, the whole like, time be like, yeah, I don't agree cool. with that. That's so. I, cool. I don't mind dancing with you. But the, the but dry the, the humps, dry, the dry humping, the dry sex. No, keep and your penis these, to yourself. Yes, like, filmed on your phone is uncomfortable for you too. Yes, I want to go out and have a good time. I don't want to feel like I'm being watched right. or that scares recorded. Me. Guys, like the new Jamaican dances and stuff that we. Oh see. yeah, that humping hard thing. They, they used to do too, that. They, it up, they always did it. But I think now it's just even worse. Like they're that jumping over your head and landing on your neck. Bitches is like just yeah. too much. Like, so I I understand that. Like, give me my space. Like, if I tell you I don't want to dance with you, respect that. This is a touchy subject, but it leads me into another subject. And since you're here, stay here emotionally because I want to see if you can identify with this question. Are you ever afraid in America? Okay, let's. First of all, we're from New York. Mm -hmm. We experienced 9 11. Mm -hmm. We went to church the next week and heard about how somebody escaped and somebody else did. And we heard testimonies and mm -hmm. we heard terrible stories. It's real for us. Mm -hmm. Are you ever afraid of anything like that? ISIS or anything? Again? Yes. I, I, listen, and Kiki Palmer just said this fear is created. Mm -hmm. But in regards to being in America, mm -hmm. everything that's going on, I'd take a plane maybe five or six times. But you can't live like that. Well, that's what I'm asking you. If you're ever afraid, then no. your answer is no. No, because I think, because watching my mother be such afraid of everything, mm -hmm. my, when 9-11 happened, we went to Miami a couple of months after. And mm -hmm. just like from 9-11 to Miami, waiting in the days out, mm -hmm. oh, why are you getting on the planes? They're going to blow the planes up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I can't. My mother never traveled. Wow, so, I know a lot of people who don't travel because of that as well. The fear of 9-11. or just thinking just the plane fear of crash. thinking that something might happen. That's but then my mother, you say, okay, well, I'll take the bus. Well, then that can happen. On you can't keep living life like that. So for yeah. me, I just feel like this. If it's my time, it's gonna be my time. Let so me just you're go. Not, are no. you not afraid? No, I'm not. I'm pretty not much not afraid of anything because I feel the presence of fear is the absence of God, and I'm just like, what am I gonna be scared of? It is. I saw a meme the other day, and I'm just like, oh, why did I see this? It was just like. Like, God, please don't take me because until I know that my kids are okay. Mm. That's the only thing. Just let me make sure my kids that, are okay. You know, I think a lot of people, too, they forget, like, when they do become parents that, you know, insurance is a, plays a major role. A lot of people yep. don't have life insurance. Life, and health, health, dental, none. They teeth well. don't even get... Yes. <laughs> I ask because it's... And, okay, so I'll speak for myself, like, flying a lot and going to different countries a lot. I'll, I'll be looking around. <laughs> I'll be looking around to see if people are like doing something strange. And then you hear like, uh, if you see any strange activity, call this number. And mm. they, they'll say it over the loudspeakers in the airport. And then like right before you take off, the, the flight attendants will say, uh, new federal regulations, you're not allowed to stand in the aisle oh, yeah. uh, because of security reasons. And it's just like, that's just a fear factor. I'm more scared walking across the corner store of a whole bunch of guys than I am worrying about certain things that, like the airports and stuff, the flying, 9-11. I just, you know, the sad part is, is that things like this do happen and we're, yeah. in this, we're being threatened by a lot of different countries right now. So yeah, that oh, situation. Of, yeah, with immigration and, yeah. and, and the banning. Or what, what they call the hashtag Muslim ban. Yeah, what happens when people stop having faith and start killing people? Mm-hmm. 
person, like I read um, a guy right before Trump won, he was going to work in um, the federal buildings, but now all federal jobs are on hold right now. Mm -hmm. So the guy's like, well, I voted for you. Now I don't even have a job to feed my family. What if he gets angry that. enough to go shoot up the federal building? Like they are. So people are. Right it's so it people, is. and they don't even know it. It's so much anger, and it's misproportioned anger. People yes. are just mad, and then it's more stuff this show, and it making you matter mm -hmm. and matter and, and more upset, and and mad and angry takes energy, and it's the wrong energy, and it's gonna cause a civil war that nobody's ready yes. for, and they're not ready for the president of the United States to declare martial law, because yeah. that's when, as my daddy say, ex-military say, mm -hmm. that's when, now he don't say it like this, but I tell you, this, that's when shit gets real, real. because yeah. I saw when they had the Baltimore riots and that Freddie Gray stuff, and then you could when I they declare that, that's when it's a wrap. Yeah. And trust and me, they will. He will. Of course he'll he will. be when he when y'all meet. Mean, me, he will. You hear about what they're talking about in Chicago, right? They already talk. That's why I'm just like y'all making. That's that. not my president. He said, "I'm not your president." All right, everybody in the house. Listen, nobody can was work. Talking about that with the whole Chicago thing. Child. Look at his attitude about it. Like, oh well, he came to you to talk to you about crime going down. Because even if they didn't, we was going going in and shut it down anyway. So either they gonna submit. Or, or we gonna we gonna make him submit. So either he gonna bow or we'll make you bow. Yeah, so, and that's scary. That's the scary. That's thing. that's a that's power, at its finest. That's a dictator. And doesn't you ever watch those those cartoons? That's Hitler. Yeah, that's drink the juice. Some stuff is lawful even if we don't like it. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of he's the most powerful say, person in the galaxy right now. Say oh so and so did that and so and so else did that. The truth of the matter is it's legal. So martial law, when it's exercised, y'all understand that that means that the people that is declared amongst don't have any rights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they literally we don't have any factually take your rights away. You have no. We rights. have none. The we military have to do what they tell the, us to do. If they tell you go in the house, mm -hmm. let you not go in that house. Did you ever see when they had the riots and they told people be in the house? No, right. in, Baltimore, in Baltimore they said be in the house. And we were watching, and this guy, it's always that one person mm -hmm. that's always want to be there. <laughs> be in the house by ten o'clock. It was 10 on 1. They saw him being, we saw him being snatched up and they put him in some yeah. trap. We ain't seen him since. For real? Nobody At saw all. him since. So nobody don't know. We don't know where they take. They may take you underground. For real? On Well, Lahi, that's the highest form look of. At the, of look at the, the um, documentary that Jay-Z is doing on a boy that was just money. held in jail. So he didn't even have a fair, fair trial. So technically, yeah. we don't really have a rights the way we think we have rights. So even if they have martial law come in, what are we gonna do? We we have we, we gonna have, march? We no. Well, my, That's what I'm saying. We're not gonna do. What anything. are we actually like, ready to do if martial law is declared? Right. Declared. When I first came out with the term "no political genius," it was around the marches that was going on in Atlanta in the middle of in the middle of last year. I was in a mall. Mm -hmm. And I was with my best friend and her, her brand new baby. The baby was three months old. And a riot breaks down, breaks out in the mall. Wow. And so I'm petrified. If it was just me and her, we might have went down there and been like, you know, we might have joined. But because it was the baby, we literally found the first door out wow. and got out. We got to our hotel room and we, we were up high on the, in the hotel room. So we're looking down at the highway and we see all of these young people on like standing on 18 wheeler trucks. So, you know, like the, the rebel or the, the non-politician that I am, <laughs> I tweet, I'm like, 
I said along the lines of long story short, I felt like it was dangerous. I felt like we need to be safe. We need to be careful. So whatever, with everything that we do, let's at the very least be civil. Mm-hmm. And I received a crap load of backlash underneath that. I had put the hashtag no political genius. That's kind of when I came up with it. And people were so upset. It was on different uh, news stations and stuff. Chris Michelle tells people not to protest. Uh, that wasn't the point. I was afraid for these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. But even though what we're doing is noble, if we don't have a, a strategy or a sort of not not a cause because I get the causes, but if we don't, if we if we're not going in a specific direction with it, if everybody kind of doesn't. I was talking to my dad earlier, and I said, Dad, back in the day, you know how did y'all organize mm-hmm. and he told me that he had to take um he had to take uh, martial arts mm-hmm. as a group like the whole group of people that was marching would take martial arts they would sit in speeches and and learn how to speak to uh police and and they were marching against police brutality mm-hmm. they they had to teach each other how to speak to police and and and, and they had to learn how to fight back uh, through martial arts mm. and even with them learning all of that police brutality stuff, but my point is is that they had a plan you know what i'm saying yeah if i was to jog on over to the women's march last week I don't know that I would have known exactly what it is that I was supposed to be saying or doing. And I think, yeah, but then it's like had, you ask someone and they don't even understand why they're out there. That's what I was about to say. Really yeah. People, we would yeah. say mix match uh, picket signs. Yeah, because but, I want you, if you're going to do right. it, know what you're doing it for. Don't right. do it just, just because they say, oh, so-and-so going to be yeah. there. Okay, we can't me, do let that. Me, let me stop for one second and, and talk to the audience real quick. If you watch people kind of sort of going against the machine and, and saying and speaking out and putting together things and you kind of wonder what people are doing it for if everybody really knows uh, hit us up uh, put in the subject line mix match pick a signs and send it to info at no political genius and tell us what you think about mismatch pick a signs you know if we all marching together should we all know what we marching about should there be some sort of a, a meeting before the rally uh, and, and what do you think is missing from uh, national protests that are going on what do you think is missing from us sort of coming together and speaking out against the man the machine the country etc uh, we want to hear from you guys so we can talk about it on our next uh, like I got a lot of the reasons why you know no how do Donald Trump get the dictate what we do it with our body if you was raped, then you have to keep this baby. Who are you to decide that? Like, I feel like a yeah. man shouldn't speak on women issues anyway because our bodies and what we go through, they have no idea of that. Exactly. So I get that. You Plan B has probably helped a lot of people over the time frame anyway because they're not ready to be parents. And you know that they're, they're making not, it so that any uh, U.S. funded... Uh, they're not going to give them any... Overseas... They're not going to allow them to do abortions. So yes. if you in, you know. But remember back in the day, they used to do abortions with like hangers and stuff like that. that so People cool. used to do what crazy I'm things to, say, to get rid of a baby. Crazy. In crazy. Some, in some countries where they don't have access, that's the only wow. option that they have. Or what they will do is they'll have the person have the baby and then put the baby in a plastic bag. Yeah. Well, he was, did y'all realize, I think Trump did say he was like, he was like, well, y'all are getting mad at this. He was like, but Hillary is for those type of abortions where you can go to nine months and then they suck the brain out where they take the baby okay. apart. Like, he was like going, I oh, feel it's like, like when real. you think about it, 
I, I wouldn't wait that, that long neither. to get no damn abortion anyway. But, but I it's remember just like, I knew a whoa. person that did that. To, to Turned what? around and God, she was hope. six months pregnant. I saw her. My cousin she was did that. six months pregnant, belly and all. Cousin, baby and kicking. Said, oh, I'm going to get rid of this baby because you, I'm not dealing with this nigga shit. Two day procedure because I think yeah, they you have put to put the sticks, needles and yeah, stuff. And you and have to sit. Yes, it's so crazy. But only for her to get pregnant three months later. Those of us who don't know. What what about sticks and needles? They have to when tell you it. when you when you they have to after a certain you. I think after four months that's why I guess they stop allowing you to do abortions yeah. after four months. You it's because you it. have to go through a full blown procedure. Mm -hmm. You're getting surgery. So what they do is is that they put needles in there that kills the the, the fetus and the next day they go in there and they suck and it they out. dilate you so they give you like a seaweed stuff yeah it's almost like a, it's not a DNC because they DNC is done after but they give you think it's called it's like these sticks dilation and curatage so they dilate they open you up so the dilation part is they put these things in you and they open then you, you up. meet your vagina so you sit in there and you're contracting mm -hmm. you're having a baby and they take it out the and then day. they clean out your uterus yeah. and then you have to like as if you had a baby and you only can and so that's why they stopped that. Because so, that's just that's just murder. I, think, I thought that yeah, that's murder. Four months. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait I a think lot. after a that's heartbeat. That's a big point. That's a very big point. Oh my god. Now, that's like crazy. Some people will argue that that's not murder. That's a whole the baby. baby didn't come out, but the baby is brief. I mean, and it it depends when you know what you having, yeah. and you like once you feel that kick. Once I'm I see sorry. a heartbeat, I'm attached. I'm sorry, I, 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 I gotta ask the audience again. Info at nopoliticalgenius.com. Uh, put that's murder in the, the subject. Is that murder or not? The baby's past six months and you still take If it you're out. pregnant and you, like, I'm gonna tell you, when I, cause, because I know what it feels like, like, once I go to the first appointment and you only can go after eight weeks. When you go, they say a heartbeat comes in like a, a certain amount of no uh, conception. Yeah. No but after eight weeks, that's when they can actually to see it. it. Mm -hmm. So when you're sitting there and they're telling you, okay, you're pregnant, and then they do the first initial sonogram, when you look and that thing is the size of a peanut, but you see that heartbeat, you just like, tears start falling, you're just like, wow, yeah. this is crazy. But and just to see the process. So by the fifth month, babies. well, five that I gave birth, no, five. And eight, told yeah. So you understand. Yes. So by that means. fifth month. But that's why well, it was that's a matter of decision, though. Me and you don't have kids, so. But that's why I wasn't mad when at people that decision decide, when they stop you from getting abortions after a certain time frame. Yeah. Because before, like you said, you can go get it at eight months before yeah. back in the day if you wanted to. Now you couldn't do it. I think past three months you can't. Yeah, it. it's like once it's it's like certain a certain amount of weeks. Yeah. And it's just like, but what, I'm like, why would you go that far? There are some people who don't know that they're pregnant. It's like, oh my god. They have that show. But yeah, but, but where they I, just had a baby in the like, bathroom. Damn, like, but then when you go and you know and you've been in your appointment. And like, they had no idea. She was only 12. Yeah, she, she had no idea. Oh, was wow. only 12. So you but there's some people, yeah, they carry a different. But my people's that had that. And I'm just like, you. I, I literally broke down in tears. I said, this is the second time you're doing this. I said, what are you doing to yourself? But I know people that had over. This is me talking to. No, no, I never did. No, I never I went through it like that. I know people that had over 10 abortions. One, what? One person? One person. Are you serious? 20. How can they have that? That doesn't even make any sense. You know how many times? That means me they got pregnant. Something. That's that crazy. Means that they was just so careless. 
They're just letting no, somebody no, shoot no, up the class. Yes. Okay, uh, I gotta get touchy. Because you only could get yes. pregnant 20, 12 times a year, but no, you only could get actually Listen, pregnant six times a year. When I mean because to tell you, I have PCOS. So I know someone not, personally who had at least that's expensive. They had three kids and over 15 like abortions. Nothing's like 400. But see, if you have insurance, oh, back before the Obama. All this stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of this happened before. They used to pay for it. You can go on choices with your Medicaid card and you... And don't they, yeah. Now, well, since Obama and the Obamacare and stuff like that, you can't... You only see the GYN once a year. They don't you, even do want you, you to Obamacare? see it. No, I have um, my do you PPO. Have Obamacare? No, but I remember... I don't really know anybody with Obamacare. I don't know anybody see, with it. They said that saved people's lives, know, but I didn't know nobody with it. I don't know. Yeah, because if you don't, if you it, got Obamacare, hit us up at info. <laughs> yeah, because what what are, what are, I is didn't pros know it was and so broad though. I didn't know it went into like home finances, like people who had Obamacare. If you was a home, you don't get a house. You didn't get a house, but it would be cheaper. <laughs> the the interest rate wouldn't be. Well, as I know high they did say though. Obama had like this program that he had where to help you get your interest rates and stuff like they was telling yeah, refinance her up because you don't know what this uh, market yeah. gonna look like. You never know. So they yeah. say he did have like programs. He did start these programs, and then that if you, you refinance sick, the insurance. They covered a lot of things. Because there were people who get now. sick and they can't work, and it's just like, how am I gonna pay my bills? So it was like supposed to either freeze. It was like certain things, I but don't you. Know. My dad be t my dad watches all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that goes to show. Because so, if you got good insurance, we keep you longer. Yeah. If you got, if you don't have insurance, they don't hold you. They'll give you a pill They'll and send you home. Yeah. Pill and some that? water. The hospital, like if, because nowadays oh. if you can't afford it, they're not gonna keep, they're they not gonna keep you there to create a higher bill. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna treat you. Get listen, you need to go sign up for insurance. Mm -hmm. So and there's a lot of people that still don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be um getting into this next subject called oh. Kima so kinky. Next time we come with y'all, Kima yeah. got some kinky stuff. You can I can't wait to hear about this kinky. Oh, which one we getting go right into? But it's a wrap for today. Hey, listen. <laughs> First of all, y'all are telling us if y'all got Obamacare. We really want to know. Y'all yeah. uh, are hitting us up and telling us, is it is it murder if you abort your child? And at what at what point in your pregnancy is it so? And then, um, can a Christian walk into a mosque? Most says no. What, what you got to say about that? Hit us up. We love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. I'm Christette Michelle. Kima. I'm Lil Mo. And we'll talk to you next time on No Political Genius. Hi, Peace.